I thought we'd talk about a very encouraging character of the Bible today, one that just lifts your spirits to a whole new level. Y'all know me. Y'all know that ain't right. Let's go to John chapter 20, verse 24 through 27, only for now. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, that means twin. We think he had a brother, but there was enough negativity in Thomas that we don't need to know about the other. That was enough just for him to be mentioned in the scripture. One of the 12, Thomas was one of the 12 original apostles. Now he was not with the disciples when Jesus came. This is after the resurrection, Jesus rose and he came back to witness to those he said he would come back to. He witnessed for 40 days over 500 people, to over 500. But guess where he went first? To the 12, except Thomas was missing. So it says one of the 12 was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, hey, Tom, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand in his side, I won't believe. I'm sorry. I don't believe in that. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them this time. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Jesus came right through the door. The door didn't move, but Jesus did. God can move through the door that's locked that you don't have a key for, but he does when he's hungry for that fish sandwich they had. So he said, give me a sandwich. I'm hungry. And he came through and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Now keep in mind, they're like, you're alive? This would be a little freaky. Can we say freaky? Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here because God knows everything we say and he hears it even when we think he's not listening. And he says, put your finger here and see my hands, Tom. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe. Look to your neighbor and tell him, stop doubting just believe. It starts with belief. The older I get, the more I start to recognize myself. I don't mean like my, my issues of, uh, like faulty dressing and and I need Michelle to help me with the wardrobe sometimes. Thank you, Michelle. I'm talking about like things I do that I've done for a long time Just in the last decade, Vincent, I don't know if it's something about maturity. I'm starting to see things that I do that I see in others, that I do that and I've done that and I still do it. And like a long time has passed and then now I'm just coming to the the conclusion that I actually have done those things and I do those things. So until I recognize that I'm doing them, I can't correct them. I'm not talking about like great things. It could be a good thing, but I'm talking about like maybe silly habits or things that annoy my spouse or, or, or maybe, maybe a better thing I could do as a dad or a better thing I could do as a pastor or a friend or a brother or a son. Like I'm becoming more conscious of it, but it took a long time when it was really just a blur for the most time. That, that, that there was really nothing to think about. It was just all good. Everything was good. There was no problem. And I just kind of wonder, 
Thomas, anybody know Thomas's nickname? Doubting Thomas. We saw in the passage he was not the most positive when he saw Jesus and when he heard about Jesus and really required a lot of evidence beyond the normal believer at the time. We've all heard about doubting Thomas, but have we ever considered more than just that moment Thomas doubts the Christ after resurrection? Perhaps Thomas was a doubter on a regular basis. And leading up to Christ's resurrection, it's even possible the other apostles already knew and expected Thomas's reaction to be what it was. You ever known somebody you already knew what their reaction would be before they gave it to you? Because you knew them? Because you knew Thomas? You live with Thomas? You've been around Thomas a long time? And so just because it was new to us in 2021, and we're reading this passage maybe for the first time, it wasn't new to those who were in Thomas's crew. The bigger question is, with all that being said, did Thomas recognize his own behavior, considering he expresses negative vibes more so than not? Have you ever witnessed yourself in Thomas's shoes? The bigger and more important question, the bigger and more important question has have you. I thought we'd talk about a very encouraging character of the Bible today, one that just lifts your spirits to a whole new level. Y'all know me. Y'all know that ain't right. Let's go to John chapter 20, verse 24 through 27 only for now. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, that means twin. We think he had a brother, but there was enough negativity in Thomas that we don't need to know about the other. That was enough just for him to be mentioned in the scripture. One of the 12, Thomas was one of the 12 original apostles. Now he was not with the disciples when Jesus came. This is after the resurrection, Jesus rose and he came back to witness to those he said he would come back to. He witnessed for 40 days over 500 people, to over 500, but guess where he went first? To the 12, except Thomas was missing. So it says one of the 12 was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, hey, Tom, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand in his side, I won't believe. I'm sorry. I don't believe in that. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them this time. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Jesus came right through the door. The door didn't move, but Jesus did. God can move through the door that's locked that you don't have a key for, but he does when he's hungry for that fish sandwich they had. So he said, give me a sandwich. I'm hungry. And he came through and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Now keep in mind, they're like, you're alive? This would be a little freaky. Can we say freaky? Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here because God knows everything we say and he hears it even when we think he's not listening. And he says, put your finger here and see my hands, Tom. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe. 
look to your neighbor and tell them, stop doubting. Just believe. It starts with belief. The older I get, the more I start to recognize myself. I don't mean like my, my issues of uh, like faulty dressing and, and I need Michelle to help me with the wardrobe sometimes. Thank you, Michelle. I'm talking about like things I do that I've done for a long time. Just in the last decade, Vincent, I don't know if it's something about maturity. I'm starting to see things that I do that I see in others, that I do that and I've done that and I still do it. And like a long time has passed and then now I'm just coming to the the conclusion that I actually have done those things and I do those things. So until I recognize that I'm doing them, I can't correct them. I'm not talking about like great things. It could be a good thing, but I'm talking about like maybe silly habits or things that annoy my spouse or, or, or maybe, maybe a better thing I could do as a dad or a better thing I could do as a pastor or a friend or a brother or a son. Like I'm becoming more conscious of it, but it took a long time when it was really just a blur for the most time. That, that, that there was really nothing to think about. It was just all good. Everything was good. There was no problem. And I just kind of wonder, Thomas, anybody know Thomas's nickname? Doubting Thomas. We saw in the passage he was not the most positive when he saw Jesus and when he heard about Jesus and really required a lot of evidence beyond the normal believer at the time. We've all heard about doubting Thomas, but have we ever considered more than just that moment Thomas doubts the Christ after resurrection? Perhaps Thomas was a doubter on a regular basis. And leading up to Christ's resurrection, it's even possible the other apostles already knew and expected Thomas's reaction to be what it was. You ever known somebody you already knew what their reaction would be before they gave it to you? Because you knew them? Because you knew Thomas? You live with Thomas. You've been around Thomas a long time. And so just because it was new to us in 2021, and we're reading this passage maybe for the first time, it wasn't new to those who were in Thomas's crew. The bigger question is, with all that being said, did Thomas recognize his own behavior considering he expresses negative vibes more so than not? Have you ever witnessed yourself in Thomas's shoes? The bigger and more question, the bigger and more important question has have you. I thought we'd talk about a very encouraging character of the Bible today, one that just lifts your spirits to a whole new level. Y'all know me. Y'all know that ain't right. Let's go to John chapter 20, verse 24 through 27, only for now. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, that means twin. We think he had a brother, but there was enough negativity in Thomas that we don't need to know about the other. That was enough just for him to be mentioned in the scripture. One of the 12, Thomas was one of the 12 original apostles. Now he was not with the disciples when Jesus came. This is after the resurrection, Jesus rose and he came back to witness to those he said he would come back to. He witnessed for 40 days over 500 people, to over 500. But guess where he went first? To the 12, except Thomas 
was missing. So it says one of the 12 was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, hey, Tom, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand in his side, I won't believe. I'm sorry. I don't believe in that. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them this time. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Jesus came right through the door. The door didn't move, but Jesus did. God can move through the door that's locked that you don't have a key for, but he does when he's hungry for that fish sandwich they had. So he said, give me a sandwich. I'm hungry. And he came through and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Now keep in mind, they're like, you're alive? This would be a little freaky. Can we say freaky? Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here because God knows everything we say and he hears it even when we think he's not listening. And he says, put your finger here and see my hands, Tom. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe. Look to your neighbor and tell him, stop doubting just believe. It starts with belief. The older I get, the more I start to recognize myself. I don't mean like my, my issues of uh, like faulty dressing and, and I need Michelle to help me with the wardrobe sometimes. Thank you, Michelle. I'm talking about like things I do that I've done for a long time just in the last decade, Vincent, I don't know if it's something about maturity. I'm starting to see things that I do that I see in others, that I do that and I've done that and I still do it. And like a long time has passed and then now I'm just coming to the, the, the conclusion that I actually have done those things and I do those things. So until I recognize that I'm doing them, I can't correct them. I'm not talking about like great things. It could be a good thing, but I'm talking about like maybe silly habits or things that annoy my spouse or, or, or maybe, maybe a better thing I could do as a dad or a better thing I could do as a pastor or a friend or a brother or a son. Like I'm becoming more conscious of it, but it took a long time when it was really just a blur for the most time. That, that, that there was really nothing to think about. It was just all good. Everything was good. There was no problem. And I just kind of wonder, Thomas, anybody know Thomas's nickname? Doubting Thomas. We saw in the passage he was not the most positive when he saw Jesus and when he heard about Jesus and really required a lot of evidence beyond the normal believer at the time. We've all heard about doubting Thomas, but have we ever considered more than just that moment Thomas doubts the Christ after resurrection. Perhaps Thomas was a doubter on a regular basis. And leading up to Christ's resurrection, it's even possible the other apostles already knew and expected Thomas's reaction to be what it was. You ever known somebody you already knew what their reaction would be before they gave it to you? Because you knew them? Because you knew Thomas? You live with Thomas. You've been around Thomas a long time. And so just because it was new to us in 2021, and we're reading this passage maybe for the first time, it wasn't new to those who 
were in Thomas's crew. The bigger question is, with all that being said, did Thomas recognize his own behavior considering he expresses negative vibes more so than not? Have you ever witnessed yourself in Thomas's shoes? The bigger and more question, the bigger and more important question has have you I thought we'd talk about a very encouraging character of the Bible today, one that just lifts your spirits to a whole new level. Y'all know me. Y'all know that ain't right. Let's go to John chapter 20, verse 24 through 27, only for now. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, that means twin. We think he had a brother, but there was enough negativity in Thomas that we don't need to know about the other. That was enough just for him to be mentioned in the scripture. One of the 12, Thomas was one of the 12 original apostles. Now he was not with the disciples when Jesus came. This is after the resurrection, Jesus rose and he came back to witness to those he said he would come back to. He witnessed for 40 days over 500 people, to over 500. But guess where he went first? To the 12, except Thomas was missing. So it says one of the 12 was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, hey, Tom, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand in his side, I won't believe. I'm sorry. I don't believe in that. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them this time. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Jesus came right through the door. The door didn't move, but Jesus did. God can move through the door that's locked that you don't have a key for, but he does when he's hungry for that fish sandwich they had. So he said, give me a sandwich. I'm hungry. And he came through and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Now keep in mind, they're like, you're alive? This would be a little freaky. Can we say freaky? Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here because God knows everything we say and he hears it even when we think he's not listening. And he says, put your finger here and see my hands, Tom. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe. Look to your neighbor and tell them, stop doubting. Just believe. It starts with belief. The older I get, the more I start to recognize myself. I don't mean like my, my issues of uh, like faulty dressing and and I need Michelle to help me with the wardrobe sometimes. Thank you, Michelle. I'm talking about like things I do that I've done for a long time. Just in the last decade, Vincent, I don't know if it's something about maturity. I'm starting to see things that I do that I see in others, that I do that and I've done that and I still do it. And like a long time has passed and then now I'm just coming to the the conclusion that I actually have done those things and I do those things. So until I recognize that I'm doing them, I can't 
correct them. I'm not talking about like great things. It could be a good thing, but I'm talking about like maybe silly habits or things that annoy my spouse or, or, or maybe, maybe a better thing I could do as a dad or a better thing I could do as a pastor or a friend or a brother or a son. Like I'm becoming more conscious of it. But it took a long time when it was really just a blur for the most time that, that, that there was really nothing to think about. It was just all good. Everything was good. There was no problem. And I just kind of wonder, Thomas, anybody know Thomas's nickname? Doubting Thomas. We saw in the passage he was not the most positive when he saw Jesus and when he heard about Jesus and really required a lot of evidence beyond the normal believer at the time. We've all heard about doubting Thomas, but have we ever considered more than just that moment Thomas doubts the Christ after resurrection? Perhaps Thomas was a doubter on a regular basis. And leading up to Christ's resurrection, it's even possible the other apostles already knew and expected Thomas's reaction to be what it was. You ever known somebody you already knew what the reaction would be before they gave it to you? Because you knew them? Because you knew Thomas? You live with Thomas? You've been around Thomas a long time? And so just because it was new to us in 2021, and we're reading this passage maybe for the first time, it wasn't new to those who were in Thomas's crew. The bigger question is, with all that being said, did Thomas recognize his own behavior, considering he expresses negative vibes more so than not? Have you ever witnessed yourself in Thomas's shoes? The bigger and more question, the bigger and more important question has have you I thought we'd talk about a very encouraging character of the Bible today, one that just lifts your spirits to a whole new level. Y'all know me. Y'all know that ain't right. Let's go to John chapter 20, verse 24 through 27 only for now. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, that means twin. We think he had a brother, but there was enough negativity in Thomas that we don't need to know about the other. That was enough just for him to be mentioned in the scripture. One of the 12, Thomas was one of the 12 original apostles Now, he was not with the disciples when Jesus came. This is after the resurrection. Jesus rose, and he came back to witness to those he said he would come back to. He witnessed for 40 days over 500 people, to over 500. But guess where he went first? To the 12, except Thomas was missing. So it says one of the 12 was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, hey, Tom, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand in his side, I won't believe. I'm sorry. I don't believe in that. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them this time. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Jesus came right through the door. The door didn't move, but Jesus did. God can move through the door that's locked that you don't have a key for, but he does when he's hungry for that fish sandwich they had. So he said, give me a sandwich. I'm hungry. And he came through and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Now keep in mind, they're like 
you're alive. This would be a little freaky. Can we say freaky? Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here because God knows everything we say and he hears it even when we think he's not listening. And he says, put your finger here and see my hands, Tom. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe. Look to your neighbor and tell him, stop doubting. Just believe. It starts with belief. The older I get, the more I start to recognize myself. I don't mean like my, my issues of uh, like faulty dressing and, and I need Michelle to help me with the wardrobe sometimes. Thank you, Michelle. I'm talking about like things I do that I've done for a long time. Just in the last decade, Vincent, I don't know if it's something about maturity. I'm starting to see things that I do that I see in others, that I do that and I've done that and I still do it. And like a long time has passed and then now I'm just coming to the, the conclusion that I actually have done those things and I do those things. So until I recognize that I'm doing them, I can't correct them. I'm not talking about like great things. It could be a good thing, but I'm talking about like maybe silly habits or things that annoy my spouse or, or, or maybe, maybe a better thing I could do as a dad or a better thing I could do as a pastor or a friend or a brother or a son, like I'm becoming more conscious of it. But it took a long time when it was really just a blur for the most time that, that, that there was really nothing to think about. It was just all good. Everything was good. There was no problem. And I just kind of wonder, Thomas, anybody know Thomas's nickname? Doubting Thomas. We saw in the passage he was not the most positive when he saw Jesus and when he heard about Jesus and really required a lot of evidence beyond the normal believer at the time. We've all heard about doubting Thomas, but have we ever considered more than just that moment Thomas doubts the Christ after resurrection? Perhaps Thomas was a doubter on a regular basis. And leading up to Christ's resurrection, it's even possible the other apostles already knew and expected Thomas's reaction to be what it was. You ever known somebody you already knew what the reaction would be before they gave it to you? Because you knew them? Because you knew Thomas? You live with Thomas? You've been around Thomas a long time? And so just because it was new to us in 2021, and we're reading this passage maybe for the first time, it wasn't new to those who were in Thomas's crew. The bigger question is, with all that being said, did Thomas recognize his own behavior considering he expresses negative vibes more so than not? Have you ever witnessed yourself in Thomas's shoes? The bigger and more question, the bigger and more important question has have you... I thought we'd talk about a very encouraging character of the Bible today, one that just lifts your spirits to a whole new level. Y'all know me. Y'all know that ain't right. Let's go to John chapter 20, verse 24 through 27, only for now. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, that means twin. 
We think he had a brother, but there was enough negativity in Thomas that we don't need to know about the other. That was enough just for him to be mentioned in the scripture. One of the 12, Thomas was one of the 12 original apostles. Now he was not with the disciples when Jesus came. This is after the resurrection, Jesus rose and he came back to witness to those he said he would come back to. He witnessed for 40 days over 500 people, to over 500. But guess where he went first? To the 12, except Thomas was missing. So it says one of the 12 was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, hey, Tom, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand in his side, I won't believe. I'm sorry. I don't believe in that. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them this time. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Jesus came right through the door. The door didn't move, but Jesus did. God can move through the door that's locked that you don't have a key for, but he does when he's hungry for that fish sandwich they had. So he said, give me a sandwich. I'm hungry. And he came through and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Now keep in mind, they're like, you're alive? This would be a little freaky. Can we say freaky? Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here because God knows everything we say and he hears it even when we think he's not listening. And he says, put your finger here and see my hands, Tom. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe. Look to your neighbor and tell him, stop doubting. Just believe. It starts with belief. The older I get, the more I start to recognize myself. I don't mean like my, my issues of uh, like faulty dressing and, and I need Michelle to help me with the wardrobe sometimes. Thank you, Michelle. I'm talking about like things I do that I've done for a long time. Just in the last decade, Vincent, I don't know if it's something about maturity. I'm starting to see things that I do that I see in others, that I do that and I've done that and I still do it. And like a long time has passed and then now I'm just coming to the, the conclusion that I actually have done those things and I do those things. So until I recognize that I'm doing them, I can't correct them. I'm not talking about like great things. It could be a good thing, but I'm talking about like maybe silly habits or things that annoy my spouse or, or, or maybe, maybe a better thing I could do as a dad or a better thing I could do as a pastor or a friend or a brother or a son. Like I'm becoming more conscious of it, but it took a long time when it was really just a blur for the most time. That, that, that there was really nothing to think about. It was just all good. Everything was good. There was no problem. And I just kind of wonder, Thomas, anybody know Thomas's nickname? Doubting Thomas. We saw in the passage he was not the most positive when he saw Jesus and when he heard about Jesus and really required a lot of evidence beyond the normal believer at the time. We've all heard about doubting Thomas 
but have we ever considered more than just that moment, Thomas doubts the Christ after resurrection? Perhaps Thomas was a doubter on a regular basis. And leading up to Christ's resurrection, it's even possible the other apostles already knew and expected Thomas's reaction to be what it was. You ever known somebody you already knew what their reaction would be before they gave it to you? Because you knew them? Because you knew Thomas? You live with Thomas? You've been around Thomas a long time? And so just because it was new to us in 2021, and we're reading this passage maybe for the first time, it wasn't new to those who were in Thomas's crew. The bigger question is, with all that being said, did Thomas recognize his own behavior, considering he expresses negative vibes more so than not? Have you ever witnessed yourself in Thomas's shoes? The bigger and more question, the bigger and more important question has have you I thought we'd talk about a very encouraging character of the Bible today, one that just lifts your spirits to a whole new level. Y'all know me. Y'all know that ain't right. Let's go to John chapter 20, verse 24 through 27 only for now. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, that means twin. We think he had a brother, but there was enough negativity in Thomas that we don't need to know about the other. That was enough just for him to be mentioned in the scripture. One of the 12, Thomas was one of the 12 original apostles. Now he was not with the disciples when Jesus came. This is after the resurrection, Jesus rose and he came back to witness to those he said he would come back to. He witnessed for 40 days over 500 people, to over 500, but guess where he went first? To the 12, except Thomas was missing. So it says one of the 12 was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, hey, Tom, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand in his side, I won't believe. I'm sorry. I don't believe in that. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them this time. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Jesus came right through the door. The door didn't move, but Jesus did. God can move through the door that's locked that you don't have a key for, but he does when he's hungry for that fish sandwich they had. So he said, give me a sandwich. I'm hungry. And he came through and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Now keep in mind, they're like, you're alive? This would be a little freaky. Can we say freaky? Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here because God knows everything we say and he hears it even when we think he's not listening. And he says, put your finger here and see my hands, Tom. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe. Look to your neighbor and tell him, stop doubting. Just believe. It starts with belief. The older I get, the more I start to recognize myself. I don't mean like my, my issues of uh, like faulty dressing and, and I need Michelle to help me with the wardrobe sometimes. Thank you, Michelle. 
I'm talking about like things I do that I've done for a long time. Just in the last decade, Vincent, I don't know if it's something about maturity. I'm starting to see things that I do that I see in others, that I do that and I've done that and I still do it. And like a long time has passed and then now I'm just coming to the the conclusion that I actually have done those things and I do those things. So until I recognize that I'm doing them, I can't correct them. I'm not talking about like great things. It could be a good thing, but I'm talking about like maybe silly habits or things that annoy my spouse or, or, or maybe, maybe a better thing I could do as a dad or a better thing I could do as a pastor or a friend or a brother or a son. Like I'm becoming more conscious of it, but it took a long time when it was really just a blur for the most time. That, that, that there was really nothing to think about. It was just all good. Everything was good. There was no problem. And I just kind of wonder, Thomas, anybody know Thomas's nickname? Doubting Thomas. We saw in the passage he was not the most positive when he saw Jesus and when he heard about Jesus and really required a lot of evidence beyond the normal believer at the time. We've all heard about doubting Thomas, but have we ever considered more than just that moment Thomas doubts the Christ after resurrection? Perhaps Thomas was a doubter on a regular basis. And leading up to Christ's resurrection, it's even possible the other apostles already knew and expected Thomas's reaction to be what it was. You ever known somebody you already knew what their reaction would be before they gave it to you? Because you knew them? because you knew Thomas, you live with Thomas, you've been around Thomas a long time. And so just because it was new to us in 2021, and we're reading this passage maybe for the first time, it wasn't new to those who were in Thomas's crew. The bigger question is, with all that being said, did Thomas recognize his own behavior, considering he expresses negative vibes more so than not? Have you ever witnessed yourself in Thomas's shoes? The bigger and more important question, the bigger and more important question has have you 